Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Fort 806, where we focus on the diversity and culture of Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm your host, Sonia Flores, and today's guest is Fort Wayne local Luke Holliger, which I just now <laughs> realized that I've been putting an N in the last of his name, like Hollinger, and that's totally incorrect, so don't you guys do it. Yeah. Uh, Luke currently works at the Downtown Arts United Center in the Arts District, and uh, he wears more hats than I've ever been able to keep up with, and he's a true busybody. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing very well. Yeah? I think busybody is very accurate. Busybody is very accurate. I don't think I've ever seen you like not walking around with like trying to get one place or another. Right. So, right. that's cool. How do we meet? Uh, How first, do you remember us the meeting? The first time or the second time? I, I feel the like first we, time. We met professionally once, and then we met again the second time at a personal level. Um, uh, we met originally because um, uh, in my day job as being the technical director for Arts United, we run uh, Festival Taste of the Arts. And I think the first time we met was you were you were running and, and um, coordinating the um, Fryman Square portion of the nonprofit right. part of that. And that's where I first met you, actually. Where the, with those children. Right, children. And it was a, a crazy, crazy. I mean, those, those events are always a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where we first met. We didn't quite know each other yet until Not we exactly. met again later at the, the Human Library Project. Right, and the Human Library were both books. Right, were both books for that project. You know, I, I don't know if you've shared this before, what it is, but, you know, the Human Library. Yes. People that, that come out and share their, their personal stories of overcoming obstacles or um, uh, basically breaking down stigmas and what those mean. Yep. So. And yeah. um, I don't know, I always recommend, and I'm a huge advocate for everyone to, I feel like I mention it in every show, actually, because yeah. a lot of people have actually come out who have been books, mm -hmm. like, and you're one of them. Yeah. So uh, I think it's just really interesting, because they all really fit into what I'm trying to do with the show. So I... I, like, kind of force them sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to be on the show. Well, I, I think the ladies that, that organize that have done a fantastic job finding people from all different stories and walks of life. And uh, I think absolutely. they've done a really good job collecting and, and being respectful to those people and to their stories. I think oh, they, yeah. they've, they've, I, I've, I've, I'm really proud to be a part of what that project started off with and what it's going to. Uh, so you're going to continue doing it? I'm hoping to. <laughs> yeah, because I think, like, they've had a couple of more events, and it's been kind of difficult for me to, like, get in there. Right. But I was there this past event when they were at the downtown church, and that mm -hmm. was, oh, my God, it was tremendously different. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like for as great as it was the first time, they just shifted little things here and there. Right. And I left feeling refreshed instead of just, like, bogged down and, like, in a right. mood, you know? right. So it was. They did really great. Like awesome. those little tweaks, and manipulations. Right. You know, they the, the the post meetings that they had with all of us. You know, asking for information and feedback. I think they they really took that and made it made a change. It made it made it yep. really great. I want to go do. I want to do more. Um, every event so far has overlapped so many other tasks that I'm doing that it's been really hard to get back in there. Busy body. So busy, busy, <laughs> busy all the <body>. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when yeah. are you not busy? When you're sleeping, and even when I feel like you have some time off, you're still like. I see you on Facebook, like just trying to redecorate your apartment and stuff like that. Like, what, <laughs> that's what a fun story. <laughs> that, that's a really fun story, actually. Uh, this January, I decided I was going to repaint my living room, um, and I have a. Um, I, I'm very lucky to live at the Fairfield Manor, and I have a, the, the penthouse suite up top, so I have a really lot of space that I shouldn't have all of. Um, but I decided to redo my living room as a big you know, square footage area. 
Um, and I knew that January was my month because once January ended, I started back to show seasons and I was going to be busy again. Mm. So I had to get it done by the end of January, but I'm really fickle. So <laughs> I, I knew kind of where I wanted to go and I went and bought some sample colors and I put it on, slapped it on the wall and I hated it. Yeah. So I, I said, okay, I'll come back to the trim. I'll get the base coat right. So I went through five different colors to get the final color for the base. Oh, no. And I went through 15 different colors for the trim. <laughs> And you can't just put it up and, you know, decide right then. You have to put it up, wait a day, put it up, wait a day. So by the time I was done picking colors, it was the end of January. Yeah. So I'm still, um, what, what, what are we in, in, in April? And I'm We're still not done. May. I'm still not done painting my living room. <laughs> I mean, I've got most of it done now. I've got to go back with the, the, the base coat and fix all the spots that I slopped around. Yeah, um, but, like, I still, I feel like every photo you like you've been updating your friends with these all look really fantastic and I'm like I, just, I guess i just don't see exactly where well you got you got to get up close and see that it's sloppy as crap oh <laughs> it's okay. really yeah. sloppy paint what is it it's a monet it's exactly <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. good luck with that project <laughs> I, I i'm hoping to be done by the summer we'll see <laughs> when, when is summer technically? Uh, when does that June? start? June something? June 21? You got, you got 21, 22? Yeah, solstice, whatever. Yeah. I think you can do it. I'm trying. I'm going to try. Yeah, and then you were like injured at some point too, weren't you, with your back where you couldn't move for a minute? Oh, I have a horrible back to start with. I, I have degenerative back disease, so like if I get really stressed or really busy, like I'll throw my neck out and then oh. I can't. Like I have to see chiropractors for... Yeah. Um, the, the last big one was I, I traveled with uh, the Fort Ballet. We took them on tour to Erie, Pennsylvania. And they housed us in this nice apartment, but a lot of us slept on futons, mm. which just destroyed my back. <laughs> I came back, and I was I was unable to move. Like, I, I was seeing the chiropractor multiple times a day just to try to get it back because I, I was frozen. God, it was, that's... It was, a, <laughs> it was a rough comeback. That, that does not sound fun at all. No, that sucked. <laughs> but I think, a, like, a healthy spine would feel like shit after a futon right <laughs> right i did say that next year if we go back that i can't sleep on that i can't do that again i'm i'll be 40 i can't i can't afford to, to sleep like that so yeah uh spring for the extra room right please <laughs> <laughs> all right this or that okay <clears throat> um so i've got iced tea or lemonade uh i got an easy one i i can't stand lemonade really um, yeah no but i i don't drink caffeinated beverages much anymore so Lemonade's all I usually have an option on, but definitely iced tea. Yeah, lemonade makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, I can't. I'd have to agree it's with too you. much. Yeah. All right, what's this one? Fourth of July or New Year's Eve? Um, I, it had to be the Fourth of July because New Year's Eve means it's winter and I can't stand the cold. <laughs> it has to be Fourth of July because you can be outside for that for that festival. Yeah. Okay, I see that. I can see that. Okay. Doing more? Yeah. Uh, pottery or poetry? Um, poetry. I recently, in the last couple of years, found this thing called button poetry. Yeah. Um, and there's an artist, uh, I can't remember his name right now, um, who I share his, his, his poetry with so many people. He, he does it um, um, in performance mode. So you see him, his mm -hmm. videos of him doing it. And I, I'm in love with his, him as a poet and him as a performer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I follow button poetry also, and it's just... I love them. It's really relaxing to just kind of like listen to someone else's pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some fantastic pieces there. Really, um, there really is. Gosh, I wish I could remember the, the, the gentleman that I'm thinking of, but it's it's good stuff. So, um, Fort Wayne is actually kind of coming into this 
poetic wave recently where I'm starting to see a bunch more pop-ups and actually like I'm going to be a featured artist in a week or so. And Are I'm you? Like, yeah. Uh, it was actually K2 from um, the Human Library. Yeah. I was just talking about yeah. them. And he's like, do you read? And I'm like, I mean, I haven't in forever. Yeah. And next thing I know, I see my face on flyers and I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing yeah. this. You know, I've, I've had some interactions with K2 here recently. He came and did... um. Uh, a book sign, no, uh, a book release party event um, in the Archie United Center Gallery. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, and it was a remarkable event. Of, of, really? Yeah, there was, um, uh, Tara Brantley did a, a, a read, did a poem uh, uh, with her daughter dancing and acting to it. Oh. Um, it was a beautiful piece. He came and did some, some, some of his own spoken word stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was, it was an event that I've never seen in that space before, and it was a lot of fun to have nice. them there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to have that, that event. God, I wish I would have gone. I feel like lately I've been just kind of stuck to my home and just trying to, like, redo a bunch of stuff in my own house and mm-hmm. just just completely, like, purge and clean things from it, you know? So right. So it's like... Right. Gotta get back out there. <laughs> Plus, like, the weather's been really bothering me lately, and, like, I love winter. I love really? cold. I love Oof. it, and it's just, like, I just can't stand it this year. Oh cannot stand it the summer's gonna be good though um, yeah. summer's gonna be really good i'm excited for that me too <laughs> all right why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do with the arts united center and stuff sure like that. um yeah I, I'm, I'm the technical director for arts united um uh, we are a, a non-profit organization that supports 71 different organizations through grant support 71 um, 71 organizations through either grant support um subsidized rent um, uh, back office support and, and in some fashion or another we, we have that um, we're also we also own uh, three facilities down on the downtown arts campus mm-hmm. um, and then we lease another space there so we, we kind of uh, we, we are the leaders of the, the downtown arts campus it's kind of our, our, our space um, I'm the technical director for the theater spaces mm-hmm. so um, I have two venues that I take care of um, and that could be anything from um, having a, an outside group come in and be turning the lights on for an event or meeting or um, filling in for organizations that don't have their own technical staff. Like, for example, the Fort Wayne Ballet. Right. They don't have technical people, so they have Arts United fill in as their role. So we become their stage managers. We become their technical directors. We, we fill in as needed for those roles. So my job could be anything from sitting in my office and paying bills and, and ordering supplies and lamps to on-the-ground um, um, calling a show for the ballet or hanging their drops or um, um, teaching interns and, and students how to operate a technical theater space. So my, my job is very varied and very diverse in what I do every single day. Like, mm-hmm. No two days are the same. And I'm guessing that you don't work with the same consistent like organization every day either. No. I, my interaction is, is different every day. And I, typically I'm working one to six months ahead on every show so on one wow. day I could I could be a- interacting with and working on multiple events and multiple shows um, for example I've been working on our, our our summer festival taste of the arts now for nearly eight months yeah you know, and still still exactly you know that <laughs> yeah like arranging and, <laughs> and coordinating smart. and mm-hmm. getting the um, getting art departments from like IPFW and St. Francis and getting them on board and mm-hmm. arranging artists like I, I I'm I'm not ever working on one event at once um, on top of that I'm also the, um, the resident lighting designer for um, Three Rivers Music Theater. Right. Um, this is one that's still fairly new. They are, you know, they're near three, so they're still a young organization, but they are um, the first professional theater company here in Fort Wayne. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, where the actors are paid. Um, nice. Um, they, they, yeah, exactly. It's it's not a lot because, you know, in Fort Wayne, we're still not, um, 
we still don't make a lot of money yet. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what people, unfortunately, with it, the arts are hard to make money in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fort Wayne doesn't see the, see the cost and what it really costs to put it in place. So mm-hmm. um, our, our actors are appreciated and paid, but it's it's definitely not at the market rate. Um, what about that dinner and theater place? Um, the Arena Dinner Theater? Yeah. Um, it's another fantastic organization in town. They they specialize in those the, the have a meal, sit down, and, and watch a performance in a show. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've subcontracted out there a few times and done a few shows for them, but they're a, a, they're their own entity. Their own entity. Yeah, they're their own thing, um, hmm. and run by people who just are passionate and love the the yeah. love theater, love what they do. That's cool. Yeah. What made you want to get into the performing arts and <laughs> do everything you do? Like, was there a, like well, a aha moment where I need to do this with my life no I don't know if there's an aha moment I just that's all I knew oh like, wow I, I grew up doing theater and the arts my whole life and that's just what I knew um I uh, I uh, when I was younger when I was a kid I was in shows I remember being like when I was five years old I was in like a, a local large community event theater event of, of Oliver Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I just, I was always doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I graduated high school, my goal was to be a high school show choir director. That's what oh, I wow. wanted to do for the rest of my life. And boy, I'm glad I stopped that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I decided not to do that because I, I, I like it's, it's, it's something that's passionate and wonderful and I loved it. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I, when I see what show choir still is today, it's exactly the same. And I feel like oh. I would have been like doing the same thing. I mean, it's technology's yeah. gotten better or whatever, but like. I'm glad that I'm doing something that's that changes more rapidly than okay. the pace of show choir. But after I graduated high school, I um, I took off and I, I I went to college for a little bit, but college wasn't my thing, unfortunately. Mm. I um I ended up um, performing with a traveling uh, performance group, Cavaliers, out of uh, out of um, Chicago, Illinois. We were a um, uh, drum and bugle corps. The best way to describe it is a professional marching band. Okay. Um, we were the top of the nation. I have two world titles while oh, wow. performing with them. After I left there, I decided that I was going to um, t- continue teaching. So I became the caption head for a group out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, called the Blue Stars. Um, and with them, I also the first year that I was there, I, I we won the, the the national title for their division. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this group, when I started, like I I had I, I think I posted this morning on Facebook that I had when I started, I had seven kids my very first camp, mm-hmm. and at the end of my fifth year when I left, we were over forty. I think we were like forty six. Yeah, um, they caught on. Right, and we started off that we won the first year with this tiny little group. We started with we started with seven at the camp, ten began the tour, and we ended with eleven because somewhere on mid tour there was some kid that says this that said this sounds like fun, <laughs> and Pete our caption dad said, all right, come on, you're coming with us, and just <laughs> took this random kid with us. On this tour, and he hopped in the show. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I taught that, but while I was doing that, I was also working in elementary special ed as a paraprofessional. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I did 10 years of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I worked with, uh, started off with the multi categorical room. So I would have anything from uh, students that were sitting at desks doing modified classroom work, going in and out, or I would have uh, kids that were um, in wheelchairs, often nonverbal, that we would have to diaper change and feed. So mm-hmm. I had the wide range. Um, the last four years, I got asked to, to tr- uh, transition to a different classroom, and I got moved to the EH classroom. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the kids with more sevo- se- severe emotional disabilities. 
Okay. So uh, it's, they're functioning. It's just they're angry. Right. They're 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 and they're sad. angry. They have so they have issues with with how to express that. Mm. There might be a, a higher level or, or higher diagnoses like schizophrenia and stuff oh, like wow. that, or high level or autism that they're functioning, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I loved that. I loved. I started with three boys that were all little little tricky, a little dangerous. They were kids. That, they were the kids that you don't leave sharp objects around. Oh wow. Right. You know, people joke about that sort of stuff, and it's like this is someone who's sitting here saying like, no, it's real it's serious it's it real, exists it's serious. Yeah. And these people are, are human yeah and, and those those boys were my i loved those boys yeah we had such a great time the <clears throat> i was primarily with one young man with, with schizophrenia and we were inseparable like I, hmm. I i stuck with that kid i you know when he was in the classroom i was in with him mm-hmm. um and it was really enjoyable to see him learn to be successful amongst his peers and that you know his, his the fifth grade kids that were with him knew because we he this young man and i talked to his classroom explained what schizophrenia is and what it isn't mm-hmm. and his his class knew and his class knew that when he would shout something out in the middle of the classroom like well, one day they're in the middle of a test and he would he just lifted his head and shouted i'm not gay um, and went back to went back um, to work <laughs> and the whole class just kind of looked at me and kind of snickered because they they knew because um, this young man and i had the agreement with them that sometimes what he says is funny and it's okay if it's funny mm-hmm. we're not making fun of you we're what you said is, is 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 humorous, and that's okay. Right. Um, but I did that for ten years. Um, I uh, at that point I decided I had been teaching for so long. I had been um, teaching performance. I you know I taught high school color guards, and you know I have all these uh, state titles with these groups that I taught. Um, and I realized that I hadn't done it for me in a while. Like huh. I taught everyone else how to do it, but I didn't get to do it again. Yeah. So I got back into theater as you know I was just going to do it for fun. Mm-hmm. I went to my principal. There was an audition for Full Monty with the Civic Theater here in town. Wow, wow! And I'm like, I took the flyer to her. and said, I want to audition for this. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. And she laughed. Said, I love this this show. Let me get back to you. <laughs> she came back the next day with an answer saying, Listen, you could do it if you want, but our morality clause says that if a parent calls and complains about it, we may have to let you go. Mm-hmm. So basically, the, what I got out of that was you could be in the show, but don't take your clothes off. <laughs> Well, what's the point? <laughs> I know, right? So I, I did. I went, to the, I went to the people that auditioned and said, hey, here's the deal. Like, I'd love to do it, but I can't. I can't take my clothes off on stage. So I just I got an accessory role. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of led me back down the path of realizing that I miss doing. I miss being a part of. I miss creating that wasn't sure. me teaching kids how to do it. Um, you needed you know, that part of right. your, like, soul to be fed now. Right. So. Um, and, you know, and then I, I got offered after, it was like five years, I was just doing it as a performer, and I did some backstage work, and um, an opportunity came up to, to become like a, a, the assistant to the technical director, or the assistant technical director. That opportunity came available to me, and it was a, it was at the right time. I was dealing with a lot of stuff with my health, and I was um, uh, on my way out from, from teaching, and they, I got offered this position, and it was just the right spot. It was the right time. It, things just kind of lined up for me. Um, and it wasn't very long that, you know, things shifted and they said, do you want the director position? So yeah. that's how I got into that. Um, you know, fortunately growing up, you know, I grew up in a movie theater. I grew up doing this my whole life. Like it was such an easy transition. Right, you, had you know, I, I had some industrial um, knowledge to catch up on. I had some homework to do to, to learn how to, to, how to be um, effective in my job. But mm-hmm. the base of it, I just grew up with. Yeah. So yeah. you had all those skills in check and they knew it. Right. They knew it. Right. And I'm really glad that that worked out for you and yeah. that things fall into place. So it's not very often that things fall into place at the right moment. No. So it's like, you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky. It did. It, it just, it did come in at exactly the right time. And you liked it. Yeah. And you like it. Yeah. You liked it. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, and the, the, you're very fortunate. I'm, I'm 
very lucky in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very blessed. And that's that's for a fact. Um, yeah, that's cool. But the uh, you know the 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 timing was right just because I you know I was losing my job because of a health issue that I was still mm. dealing with, and 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 this just came up, you know, and it was again it was the answer to one part of my life was ending, you know, mm-hmm. doors were closing, this part of my life was over, now it's time for a for a new rebirth and a new start. And that's yeah. kind of what it was for me. Well, good. So. I'm glad that you had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy hearing about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad it worked out. Right. So this is the current role that you're in right now. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago was all this? Uh, seven. 2011. Yeah. So. so wow. Yeah, well, seven years ago. In the last ago. decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, a lot longer than I realized sometimes. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever go back to teaching? I miss working with kids, but being in education is the wrong place to be. So do you do work with, like, um, kids' theater and stuff like that? Uh, we have a youth theater I get to, to interact with. I don't directly interact with the kids anymore. Like, <laughs> the the show that I'm currently working on with Three Rivers Music Theater, this young lady um, who's, she's seven? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sweet, adorable, so cute. Last night we had our cast party, and she and I were sitting at the at the restaurant competing to see who could have the most barbecue sauce <laughs> on our face by the end of our meal. <laughs> um she won. Uh, <laughs> I, I continue like, to just now. But yeah, like, she was sitting next to me, and, and I, I miss that. You know, I always say that that working with kids makes you honest. Yeah. You know, when you when you're interacting with a child, like you, there's nothing fake about it. They're they're very they're very sincere and real, right. and so are you with them. Like, right. I, I I miss that. I miss that interaction. I miss um, I miss the 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 lunchroom time. I miss the playground time when mm. you're when you're interacting with a child and, and teaching them how to how to be social mm-hmm. forget math forget all the other junk that we had to learn but like how do you interact as a human being in the world right. and that was my favorite part of working with kids i never thought of it like that about like the social skills that mm-hmm. like yeah they exist and, but like the idea of actually putting it into motion mm-hmm. where kids are having that playtime and that recess and that those lunches and stuff it's like yeah those it, are some of the most important parts of a kid's day yeah yeah it's development i while i was there we opened a new school i i started off in this this farm school in the middle of cornfield like when the <laughs> corn was up you couldn't find the school um they built a new middle a new elementary school that i that we moved into and i went from a farm community to we we, we got in some of the the city kids that lived in some of the, the the lower socioeconomic homes and stuff like that and you're in your your um your um government supported housing and we put these kids together, and I realized that half the student population doesn't know how to play. Huh. So they didn't know how to play outside. They didn't know how to jump rope. They didn't know how to do these things because uh, different different societal rules for different different socioeconomic status. You know, you have different hidden rules for, for how these two different groups live, and this, these group of kids didn't get to experience playing outside. You know, they were often plunked in front of a TV or here's technology, go stare at this. Yeah. So the, you know, learning, teaching kids how to play was something that I discovered and realized that that was something that, that was a life lesson that I could help teach. Right. So. Do you ever wonder, like, where these kids who are growing up totally uh, technology-enforced, like, mm. what are they going to do with their lives? <laughs> like, I'm sure they'll well, be very successful and make more money than I do. <laughs> I, I think that it's it's going to change what we are as a society. I think the values of the current generation and maybe those before us of being outside and reacting is, is going to change. And I think that we 
we're, it's 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 gonna continue to evolve. We're not gonna stop it. But I think they said the same thing fifty years ago. Oh yeah, you know, I guess you know, they what would. are these kids gonna do with the, you know now that they have the t- this t- television thing? Right. You know, and to us it's nothing. And I think that you know in fifty years they'll look back at this and say they were all stressed out of us about us having cell phones. And that's true. This is what we know. But that's true. And I'd rather like know and have information, even though I'm not really <laughs> savvy, tech savvy. Right. Like I'd really right. rather have the information than um. Not right. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the proudest moment in your like life? Like with the best achievement you've gotten? You've like spouted off a few like yeah world recognized right. Like, the, those reward, are those like, are fine. Uh, those are those are combinations of, of the kids doing their job. You know, you teach kids how to do something really well, and they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think proudest moments are hard. Those are hard to to say. Um, well, okay, a monumental moment. Uh, I think it's when some of the kids that I've taught come back and say, oh. hey, look, this is what you meant to me. This is what um, you did for my life. This is who I am because of you. Those sort of things, I think, mean the world to me. I, I've made some really cool things. Like, you know, I, I think that the, some of the shows that I've got to work on, I'm really proud of. I, I'm really mm-hmm. proud of the one I'm doing right now um, because I've made some really cool pieces of art. Is there a show tonight? Uh, yeah, of yeah. Um, the shows that the little quick plug. The show we're doing is called Once in This Island. I know by the time this airs that, that this <laughs> won't be that will be out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's called Once in This Island, and it's it's um, it's a a theater troupe in um, oh goodness where is this? It's an island. Um, I can't remember where it is now. It's a Caribbean island, um, and it's uh, on an island where there's two different divisions. There's a, a, a wealthier class and then the peasant class. And mm. the stories within the peasant group shortly after a small hurricane um, that ravaged the island. And they're telling the story to this little girl about um, um, Timun, who was um, she kind of bridged the gap between the peasants and, and the wealthier class because she fell in love with a peasant boy or mm. with a, one of the wealthy boys um, um, after a car accident. She saved his life. She um, the The four gods, the god of um, god of death, god of love, god of earth, and god of water are are kind of fighting over this girl's life, and they're oh. they're they're competing to see will she choose love or will death conquer? And it's it's, it's she it, it, well it's got a really dark theme to it, but she she um, offers her offers her life to Papagay, the god of death, for his take oh. mine and and let him live, and so she was sworn to his life. And um, hmm. she goes back with him to um, his 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 area side of the island is, and is pretty much outcast for being a peasant. Hmm. And we find out that he didn't really love her. He kind of was just had just kept her along, and he was betrothed. So when when he said, "I can't, I could never marry you," I hate she, this. this <laughs> oh, no, it's it's a beautiful, <laughs> no, it's, it's so beautiful. But but when he said, "I can never marry you," she she sat outside the gates. Um, waiting for him and ended up dying out there mm. and the gods raised her up and you know because her love was so pure and so so um, undying her love went, her love won over death even though um, the, the gods took her with them um, and they turned her into a giant tree and the tree represents to them the, the, the love of the community and it's part oh, a big wow. part of what the, what the culture of that group is um, but it's a it's a folk tale that is not from the states, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful piece of theater. It I, sounds very intriguing and, and like it's so neat, layered, and, mm-hmm. and like there's actually like complex notions there in it. So and it's it's an all African American cast. Yeah, um, which we don't get to see enough of in Fort Wayne. No, we don't. You know, um, and when we get to see them, it's it's things like Memphis or it's things like. They play the angry butlers, you know, or the, mm. the ang- my one friend, uh, Lovey, used to say, I'm tired of playing the angry black lady. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and this is this is a tale where um, a, a community of people are getting to to share a story that you know we in Fort Wayne don't get to do a lot of, and it's they're so amazing. <laughs> they're, are the actors voices, from Fort Wayne? They're all from Fort Wayne. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, there, there's a couple songs that just they, that just get you. Mm. Just, just, mm. yeah. So everyone sings and everything. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I haven't been to a play the last, and it wasn't really a play. I went to the vagina monologues, and oh, I was yeah. like pinching myself. Don't cry! Don't, Don't cry! cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I I designed the lights for this one, and I cried like last night. I lost it. Oh really? <laughs> after after the main character T Moon passes away, there's the the little girl that's that they're telling a the story to. She's seven. She's the one with the bar- mm-hmm. the barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, I saw photos yeah. of everything. Everything looks. Amazing she, uh, in those you know, photos. They, they start off. The mom sings "O.T. Moon" and the little girl says it, and I lost it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this little this little young lady is such a performer that I just I started crying. Oh. <laughs> like I've watched it for like two weeks now. Like I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I still, it gets you every time. Every time. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I can imagine where like her path will lead. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you like oh. when kids come back and they kind of. Mm-hmm have a moment with you about yeah. maybe and where their life has gone what what stuff. what your influence meant to them right and what, and what you did for them the those are the moments that i love more than anything yeah because you never yeah. really know you never you never really know where your impact is yeah unless somebody actually like points it out to you and says you're the reason and thank you <laughs> yeah because yeah, exactly you have no idea and i didn't yeah. realize for some of those kids what what that meant that yeah. must it must have been very heartwarming yeah so like what have some of these kids gone on to do um, well, I have one young lady who is, oh goodness, she is the director for an organization that helps individuals with um, eating disorders and whatnot, but she is over in the entire, what is it, the entire West Coast, like she's the director of a large chunk of this. This young lady, when I was when I was teaching, I'm not going to say where for her, for her confidentiality, mm-hmm. um, she struggled with a severe eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were ready to send her home because they didn't think it was safe to have her. And I, her mom was around two, and I, I, we kept her. We drug her along and said, if you're going to succeed here, you're going to have to work with this and work on this with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, her her mom and I still talk, and this girl and I still talk, but the, the, the journey that she took with us to conquer her own eating disorder is why she is the director of this massive organization that helps individuals with this. Mm-hmm. So those are, the, those are the stories, like those sort of things I think are, are remarkable, remarkable stories. That, it, that already sounds remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's wonderful, though, that she was able to turn it around. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, like... Yeah. And the feeling I, that you like you help someone and to that effect to that measure is just and you you don't realize in the, in the moment that you're doing it you're mm-hmm. just doing it because it's the right thing to it do it is the right thing to exactly. do exactly it's, it's the right person to be and the right thing to do and then you realize the impact that it had later I think yeah. that's that's important yeah yeah it's so great it's so great it's so great <laughs> like you're manifesting this thing that you don't even realize that is mm-hmm. met, being manifested mm-hmm. so that's wonderful yeah. I guess I would like think that that would be an amazing moment too. Like if I ever had anything like that. Well, I, I think we I think we all have them and we don't see it. You know, I've learned I've gone back to a few people and said, "Hey, I want you to know what you did for me and how mm-hmm. you changed my life." Because people don't say that enough to each other. Oh yeah, no, you know? not at all. And I think that there are people out there that that we've done that to that we didn't realize that we've changed their lives and we don't realize what, mm-hmm. how we impacted them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm trying to think of someone who I can say, "Hey, you helped me." <laughs> there are actually like the entire community of Fort Wayne has helped me. Like, yeah. 
yeah. and through this recent life transition of my own it's i never thought mm-hmm. like the amount of impact i had on anybody else and like people who i maybe just have in passing have been like there for me supporting right. me right and i'm like this is nuts like why in the world like yeah how how so yeah. i guess yeah i guess something i've resonated in some way with some people because they've been there for me exactly. recently so that's really cool exactly so you mentioned that one of the current projects that you have going on is the Three Rivers mm-hmm. Theater. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Three, Three Rivers Music Theater. Music yeah. Theater. Yeah. Um, they have stuff coming out in the future? Like, what other projects yeah. are online? Um, we have quite a few. The The next production is Carrie the Musical. What? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like um, the horror like, film? Like the horror film, Carrie the Musical. <laughs> nice. Um, that'll be the next one coming out. That'll be also at Wondercomer. Um You know, the Dan, Dan Schwartz, the guy who owns and runs Wondercomer, is a remarkable man, and he's all about just experiment and try things yes um he's brave because he let us put nine tons of sand inside of his space we built a giant sandbox for this show yes. um, i saw it and after I we put impressed. it all in he kind of looked at this and went oh <laughs> shit because <laughs> like, i think he I realizes <laughs> what's what what's what what it could be the mess that it could be but then after we got all the pieces together and he saw it come up he's like oh okay this is really cool please mm-hmm. get vote, fit videos and photos for me because this is living art mm-hmm. so we're gonna do the same thing with carrie um, oh wow! <laughs> we're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna have the blood. Oh my we're god! We're gonna dump blood in that space. We're gonna. Um, we're we're talking to a company in town to do projections. So all of the the background so like that's gonna be a projection. So, right. So when she's doing, you know, ter- Carrie, without spoiling it too much, but has the telekinesis and mm-hmm. you see her move things and slam doors and stuff like that. We're gonna be able to represent that through projection and, and oh other technology god. pieces. So we're gonna be experiencing the stuff we've not done. You know, every show we do something different. This was the first group to bring store front theater to Fort Wayne. Um, storefront theater is something you see in larger cities like Chicago where you're not in a real theater. You're mm-hmm. in maybe a storefront space, a small space. Mm-hmm. The very first show I did with them, um, uh, next to normal, we were in their studio. We sat maybe 60 people total in the space. Mm-hmm. And it was wide. It was a really odd-looking shape. But it was really a neat way to explore theater because it's not. It, you were almost sitting on the stage with the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what cool. we do is we do that experimental stuff. Now Woo! we're doing the, the sandbox, and now we're going to do the blood on stage. <laughs> uh, the one following that, and, I, and for, forgive me, I don't remember the, the rest of the season, but um, we, we're going to be at the... Um, the film more for the next one and then then i'm not sure we go after that but mm-hmm. it's all about being in creative in different spaces and challenging what yeah, we do yeah that's amazing yeah that's yeah. amazing but beyond that you know with my other with my day job there's always something you know i've got yeah. civic theaters opened they're doing mama mia right now they've mm-hmm. got chitty chitty bang bang coming mm-hmm. up um i've got another group all for one that's doing um the miraculous journey of edward Tulane, um which is it's a cute little story about this this um the stuffed rabbit and the, the journey that it's taken on in its life with with different people it's just it's clever Aww. it's cute um but we're, uh, there's always a project coming up there's yeah. always something that's next with us so when you're not doing anything theater related what are you doing uh, I, you, who's the woman you talk to all the time on Facebook? Oh, <laughs> and does her, she really exist, or is yes. this like an alter ego? You know, you're, the, you're not the first person to ask that. Her name's, her name's Dawn. Dawn, yes. <laughs> um, Dawn's a friend of mine that I know through theater. That w- this story is one Father's Day, uh, like three years ago, something like that. I put up a series of dad jokes, and she reacted. Dawn's known for being very sharp tongued. Uh-huh. And she reacted very violently and told me oh. how she wanted to kill me or something like that Whoa. about it. And Whoa. her reaction was just really funny. So I decided to continue. And I just would throw out horrible jokes and like tag her in it to poke her. And she always responded with, how, you know, you, you need to die or something ridiculously over top. 
And, you know, I would tease her about, oh, but you love me. Mm-hmm. You know, Dawn and I have gone to, like, breakfast or lunch or whatever together, and we we, we, st- we actually send jokes underneath of that that people don't get to see. Um, <laughs> but we've went to dinner, breakfast before, and we said, hey, this is fun. People enjoy this. Let's keep it up. Yeah. Um, so it's not accidental. It's not whatever. But what this has caused is my friends now on a daily basis are sending me jokes. Oh, really? Like, well, and that's that's the fun part is that, you know, social media is filled with this junk and garbage oh, and yeah, hatred total and, and, and politics <laughs> and whatever. My, my feed is filled with, with humor and mm-hmm. love. Like, mm-hmm. my friends are constantly sending happy and loving things to me, which is, I, I didn't realize the side effect of what this was going to be, but what it's caused is, a, is a, um, I, I've created my own world of what I wanted to see. Like, yeah. I've, my, my friends now share humor and stuff, and they don't share hatred and anger. And yeah, I, it was a side effect that I didn't intend, but oh. I'm I, I'm really happy with it. And I just were I, I, like I told Don, we're going to keep doing it because this is fantastic. Yeah, it's having an effect on other people. We have, and we didn't realize it was going to happen. Right, because like hate begets hate, mm-hmm. anger begets anger, mm-hmm. and now it's like laughter begetting laughter. Exactly. And I like exactly. that approach. I like that. I dig yeah. it. I can get behind it. That's cool. <laughs> I like it. We didn't even mean to mean for it to happen. It just meant for it was originally me just teasing her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I thought that a long time ago. Like, he talks to Don a lot. Does this person exist? And I'm like, you she know, has to because she's being tagged. Is the, Don uh, him? <laughs> again, I've been asked that. Is she a real person or is that your alter ego? Yeah, right. um, you know, at the end of every year, Facebook does the, those word clouds of what you say the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the word Don is always Dawn. big right in the middle of it because <laughs> it's the one thing I say, apparently I say every time on Facebook. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I've noticed that. I went, oh, my <laughs> So, yeah, like, okay, back to the question. Yeah. What do you do when you're not, like, working and doing anything with theater? Uh, I'm a workaholic. I think you said it earlier. I'm a <laughs> yes, busybody. Yes. I'm busy. <laughs> the busybody is the wrong thing. Busybody means I'm nosy. But, like, busy, I, I'm, I, I always have a project running. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always doing something. Um, I, I always reference things like I'm in the middle of a four-week push. I, yesterday was the end of a four-week push for me. And that just meant for four weeks I was going nonstop. Hmm. Um, my overtime hours at work were ridiculous. Well, you look there. great for like, well, thanks. Like being overworked. Uh, thanks. <laughs> we're I constantly s- moving around. I slept a lot last night. Okay. <laughs> for the first time. Wonderful. In a while. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, uh, like I said, trying to get my, my house painted, my, my living room painted. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I have a dog, you know, my dog Hank, like I love him to death. And, um, Hank's, Hank's my everything. Hank's my boyfriend. Hank's my whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> The single he's your is, person. He's my he's my everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, not really seeing anybody, so that's not taking up any time. Uh, let's see. Um, I did decide this is a fun one because I haven't actually told anyone this out loud. Um, well, a few small <laughs> friends. I decided. Um, oh, it was like a year, maybe a year and a half ago. I went to the doctor, hopped on the scale, and went, oh, I've never weighed that much. Huh. So I'm like, I'm gonna fix this, and I decided. Um, I called it um, Operation. I refuse to be fat. <laughs> You know, operation, <laughs> operation I, I refuse to be fat. And it took a lot because, you know, my social anxiety was intense and I couldn't get myself to go to the gym. Mm. And the first day was, was really, really rough. But, like, well, I, I kind of kept pushing and I got myself in there and I was just doing, you know, the treadmill and kind of, you know, trying out some of this stuff. And I realized that I really enjoy picking up heavy things and putting them back down repeatedly. So <laughs> <laughs> Operation Refuse to be Fat turned into hashtag jacked by 40. It's the, nice. That's what he used to tell jacked you about. Jacked by 40. Jacked by 40. 40, right? I did notice so, when I hugged you earlier. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> 
Um, it's been it's been a month of whatever, so I'm really sloppy right now. Um, and I, I don't think I quite met what I was trying to do. I right. kind of I, I fell off as the hospital for a short hey. while, so you know, with a kidney infection. So I dropped some time there. So I didn't get the full push to forty because you know that's this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of my free time is is just that. I you know, for okay. a while I was meal prepping. I was going all out. I was, nice. I was meal prepping. I was eating carefully. I was watching what is. I was headed down. I told you I was heading down the path of eat, of living like a bodybuilder without actually trying to be one, <laughs> because you know it'd be, without well, the physical part. <laughs> well, well, even, well, kind of, yeah. Because I was doing the gym time. I was doing whatever. I wasn't going to do anything with it. But you know, it. I was eating healthy. Now I was. Mm-hmm. I was getting my sleep because I was living that lifestyle. So I'm trying to get back to that again. Yeah. So no, that's great. That's great. I think a lot of people. Um, a lot of people do this thing where they're like, I'm going on a diet and this and I'm like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just conscious eating and conscious, yeah. conscious physical work. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it is a lifestyle. And a that's, that's the important that. thing. Don't, don't try to diet. Try to yeah. just change what you do. Yeah. Don't fucking eat that Twinkie or something. <laughs> like, you know, oh, vegetables, <laughs> vegetables are great or limit yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Just like. I learned I learned there's vegetables that I didn't that I've never eaten in my life that I like. Like what? I didn't used to like um, green, red, and like yellow peppers. I didn't like peppers. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that I really like those. The sweet peppers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. I can eat. I can just bite into one. Yeah. I ate a lot of vegetables. Um, I recently lost like 40 pounds <laughs> since, since this transition in life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I'll be walking and like these. Shorts I'm wearing right now actually kind of fell off while we were walking up. <laughs> so I'm like, um, yeah. get them up real quick. But no, that, that's really great. It's a mm-hmm. great goal to have. I think a lot of people should be more conscious about yeah. like their bodies and stuff right. like that. So good for you. I'm trying. Good for you. I'm trying. <clears throat> well, I think we're doing great with time. I'm going to ask you and we can mm-hmm. like, you can just tell me, you could just spill the tea. Sure. Where do you think Fort Wayne can improve? Um... Well, I, I'm an advocate for Fort Wayne. I think that I, I could speak very well about what Fort Wayne's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Fort Wayne, um, as a community, I, I always joke that Fort Wayne is a town that didn't grow up, it grew out. Um, hmm. Fort Wayne is very, very spread out. Fort Wayne is, we don't have a lot of density, but we have a lot of population. So we're a very wide city. We don't, we don't have a good trans- public transportation system. And no. people always used to ask, you know, are we ever going to figure it out? And I, I think it was years and years ago I said, no, I don't think we're ever going to. <laughs> I, I think we're never going to. I think we're too spread out to, be, to figure it out. I, th- I said, this was early Uber. I said, I, I think that social um, um, transportation platforms are going to be what saves Fort Wayne. And it kind of was. The Ubers and the Lyfts, because yeah. we're not going to have a good cab service. We're not going to have a great bus service. Um, you know, we're just, we're not going to ever have a subway. Nope. Um, so <laughs> it was this, it was the social ride uh, platforms that really saved um, Fort Wayne as far as transportation. Um, I, I think that we've come a long way with, with culture and diversity and how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've had some great leadership for that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm really proud of Fort Wayne. It's hard to say what I could feel like we can improve on because I think we're really heading down those paths. Yeah, um, I, I'm I glad that you, I'm glad that you see that. I do, and I think that the the one thing I'd love to see more of is getting Fort Wayne's diverse, but we're diverse diverse in pockets. Mm-hmm. You know, I what a where I work, Arts United, our, our, one of our our missions is is diversity of programming of cultures, and we struggle. I mean, 
we're a bunch of white people running this organization trying to be diverse. So, you know, I always argue with yeah. them, can you please stop bringing in the ballet and Philharmonic? If you want to be diverse, we need to get something else in here. Get the hip like, ballerinas. Get, yeah, get, get, you know, get, get something that's not what I call it, white art, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that we struggle with... with, with um, um, breaking barriers. Breaking those barriers and bringing that diversity, you know, uh, uh, together. Right. Um, we, we have events where, you know, here's a, a Black History event month, or here, here's um, Amaris Harris doing a, a doing a cultural event, and here's these different groups, but I don't think we have enough of them together yet. I think that there are projects that are trying. I think the, the Taste of the Arts, we're trying really hard. Um, I think that um, the International Village piece does a beautiful job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever attended that the International Village? It's Usually a conjunction with Three Rivers Festival, I think. Right? No, I have not um, even. It's I a don't, I'm not familiar. Great event. I went. I went last year. It was last year or two years. Wait, ago. what? I, Say it again. It's the International Village. Oh yes, I've been there. I'm like yeah. thinking it's like some sort of like no, 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 not no. for profit. I'm like yes, no. of course I've been there. <laughs> it's a great. I, I, I loved going, but it's off this little pocket. Like it felt very off to the side. yeah, it felt mm-hmm. off to the side, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is cool, but why are you tucked away in a place that no one's going to come see it? You walk right past it. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not exactly sure what it is. I had the best time with the over with, um, and I'm going to probably say this wrong, but over with the tent with, with the Sikhs, yeah, and, and and talking to them and learning about them. The one guy kept saying, "Do you want some tea?" It kept just giving me tea, um, and you know they invited me to come out to the church and check it out. I, I regretfully haven't made it out. There yeah, yet. we were supposed to go together. Yeah, we were supposed to do that. I forgot. <laughs> we get busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that we we have the events, but not enough. So I think bringing those diversity pieces together is the mm-hmm. next big thing for Fort Wayne. You know, we're right. a conservative city, but we're not. Yeah. We are the liberal city of Fort Wayne, or of Indiana, I think. One of the liberal cities of Indiana. Yeah, and you're not the first person to say that either. Mm-hmm. Like, for as conservative as we are, Fort Wayne is liber- uh, pretty liberal. Yeah, liberal. Liberal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brain wanted to say liberty. Um, uh, I definitely agree with you as far mm-hmm. as, like, how we need to spotlight the diversity in Fort Wayne. I don't think many people are even aware that there is a huge Burmese population. No. Uh, I don't no. think people are aware that Sikhs are in our yeah in our you know little city here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do we you have, know we have two? We have two churches. Two uh, temples. Yeah, there's two of them. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to get people to break people away from like their own habits and their own like schedules and right. and stuff like that. Right. I just wish more people would kind of listen and pay attention to the world outside of themselves yeah. because they can learn so much. And yeah, I've also noticed that the arts campus is a little bit white mm-hmm. <laughs> and being in the, the if community. anyone from the arts campus is listening, I didn't say that. <laughs> say what? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was me, <laughs> the Mexican in the room. Um, <laughs> but like being in the community and like, just trying to like talk to people and like network and like really listen to what people are trying to say. There is right. so much going on in right. the black community yes. and the Hispanic community yes. and the gay community. Yes. And I'm like, what, why are you not more a part of like the downtown and and why are you not kind of like making your presence a little bit more known right. and i think it might be a little bit more of a safety concern mm-hmm. and maybe not even like really thinking that uh fort wayne is completely there yet right and uh dan schwartz mm-hmm. you know he's the first to say that there is no real uh gay part of town either no. like he goes off on there that isn't. like like we need to make the east side the gay part no. of town. No, like, <laughs> like, well yeah. let's do it let's right do it. what can we do <laughs> but I, I also think that the idea of, of a gay part of a city is is dying out 
Yeah. Much like, <laughs> yes, much like if, if, you, if you look at, like, gay bars are dying out. They're shutting them down all over now, but not for bad reasons. Yeah, gay it, bars had a necessity when they came out. It was safety. the yeah. safety. It was this place mm-hmm. to go where you could be safe. Um, and we fortunately are past that. You know, yeah, we that don't, is fortunate. You know, there, of course, there's still issues and there's still problems, but, like, we, we, we gays don't have to hide behind that anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be in our own bars to, to, to be safe. We can actually be out and about and meet other gays. That was the other thing when I first came out was like, how do you how do you meet other gays? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, we all gather at this one block. Right. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> we all come together. We all wear our same color pin. Right. Like, I, but that's, you know, that that's changing. And, and technology has helped with that. Of course, there's the dating apps that have changed that too. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea of a, of a, of a, of a pocket of, of, of gay living together is, is, is dying out. Hmm. And I think that places like your boys town and your fire Island and stuff like that are, are, um, are uh, um, not they're going to stick around because of you know when they started, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're going to see any new ones come up. I don't because hmm. we don't need them. Yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. But what I want to see is I want to see that breakdown happen with other diversity, with other pieces of diversity. I want to oh, yeah, see cultures sure. and races break down where we don't need those pockets like we mm-hmm. like we have. But I don't see that happening anytime I soon. I think it's just such a big part of the culture in general. It's mm-hmm. like a in your soul type of thing where you're naturally drawn to the people who know where you're coming from, who have your same struggles, who have your same traditions. It's a comfort. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And it's a comfort. And I don't think our leadership right now is going to help with that. I think that they're helping continue to divide us and to to pit races against each other right now. For sure. So I think that, that, you know, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to recover from the division that we're creating within the government right now. And, Mm And I'm hoping that whatever the new leadership that's going to come up in the near future is going to help bridge those divides again. Yeah, me too. Because I, I felt like we were making good progress. We were I making do. amazing progress. I do. And now we we hate all immigrants and, and they're taking our jobs and whatever else, you know, <laughs> that, that bullshit that, that we keep Such saying bullshit, as a nation. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so, sad. Yeah. It's sad. But I don't know. I, I guess I'm an optimist because I do think that for as much... As people have been transparent with their true beliefs and whatnot, I'm like, you know, that works both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, people are, are finally like standing up for something, and you know, they're not all doing the bad thing. They're right. they're doing the right thing. You right. know, so I'd exactly. much rather like see people doing good things for one another than um, I definitely see more of that and pay more attention to that than I have of like people screaming at other people mm-hmm. for speaking you yeah. know Spanish in the market. You know, I think it was um. Uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, that said that when there was a, a moment of crisis, his mom always said, look for those that are helping. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the thing that I'm taking away from the current struggles that we have as a nation, that that there's crap going on, but stop focusing on the, the lady that's yelling at the woman for speaking Spanish in a, in a restaurant, but look at those that step, stepped up. Right. I think that's the thing that I'm I trying to do. I check up when I see those. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Like, but look for those. Look for those that are helping. Look for those that are standing up for what's right. And I think that's something we don't that 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 I want to keep focusing on, and I choose to focus on. Yeah, me too. So cool. Yeah, I like that. All right. Um, what do you think is your favorite part about Fort Wayne? Uh, the arts and culture scene. Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, obviously, I, I live in it, um, but I think that. Um, Fort Wayne is it's it's arts and community is just exploding right now. Mm-hmm. I think that 
Um, it really is. There, there's a couple of things that I think that are going to even cause it to accelerate. Um, one, Sweetwater, when they came to Fort Wayne, um, has changed a lot of the market of who we are. Hmm. Um, I, I joke that Chuck Sarek is going to turn us into mini Nashville. Um, but I don't think we're that That'd far off. That'd be cool. Off. But I don't think we're that far off because, you know, they just started, they just opened up a thousand more jobs. That means a thousand more people coming to Fort Wayne. Most of them have degrees in music mm-hmm. because that's what they're passionate about. So what that means is the population coming to Fort Wayne has a, an artistic or music background. Mm-hmm. They're now going to start gigging in, in, the, in the, mm-hmm. the places, in the bars. So I've noticed a change in, in the, the, the level of talent. When you see a, a live band out and playing, mm-hmm. there's more. There's more small recording studios. There's more mm-hmm. of this. There's more of that. Like the the we are becoming a very artist art artist central centrist neighborhood. I can't say that very well, <laughs> but we we're, we are we're, we're drawing that talent. On top of that, you know, IPFW, which is now Purdue Fort Wayne, um, has a really really strong theater program. And they're pump- really? yeah, they do, and it's it's been a fun little pocket where they're pumping out people with theater degrees. Hmm. Um, not as many in the tech; they have some that come out with tech, but a lot of it is theater performance. Hmm. Which, if you look around Fort Wayne, there's no jobs for that. Which no. is, you know, both sides of the coin. They're currently looking at that at the university level. Is that a job? Is that a degree worth keeping? Because mm-hmm. it's not feeding our community, but. What that's done for us is that these people graduate with degrees in theater and they get jobs at Lincoln Life or something like that where they may not be using that degree directly. The degree helped them get in that job, but now they've got to fill that that need to perform. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have gazillion theater companies here in town because (laughs) all these people graduate with degrees and want to do something with it. Right. So now we have people who want to perform, who want to act, who want to sing. We have musicians that want to come out and play and perform. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that our arts and culture scene as well, while it's been very strong for years, I think it's about to explode. You know, and I think on top of that, Arts United, the the group that I'm, the the organization that I work with, work for, um, we are in the process of a capital campaign to raise um, please don't quote me the number, but it's around $40 million because we're about to um, remodel the arts campus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's multiple phases to the plan, but one is to take our, 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 our world-renowned historic um, Louis Kahn uh, theater and bring it up in the, into the 20th century. Wow, yeah. <laughs> get, get it current, you know, maybe double the bathrooms for the girls. <laughs> maybe yeah. make it, maybe, the, you know, the big charges, make it accessible so mm-hmm. that people can use the building more effectively because currently our, our upstairs rehearsal halls, you can't get to without stairs. Oh, so wow. parents for our youth theater kids will often carry their children, you know, that have a child in a wheelchair, they'll carry their kid upstairs mm-hmm. so they could be in the, 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 the oh, youth theater with them. So we're trying to make that, that, that place more accessible. But mm-hmm. there also is two more phases that adds more classroom and office space for our organizations and an event space mm-hmm. that adds another theater that's between our big one and our small one, filling out that range. But responding to the needs of the community. Like we're growing in the arts. We need a home to do that in. Our goal is to raise the money to help do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be one of the largest capital campaigns. We are not government funded, um, hmm. which people don't realize that we are yeah. not a government entity. We are a private organization. We are a private nonprofit. So um, it'll be a community funded event. You know, the we're, we are knocking on doors and asking for money. You know, yeah. when this facility was built in 19, uh, early 1970s, it opened in 73. It was the largest capital campaign Fort Wayne had ever seen. Wow. Um, and it was really just little old ladies going door to door knocking and saying, can you, get, can you donate this money? <laughs> right. They had to go through two campaigns to fund this. So we're trying to, to uh, we're, uh, the process is really similar. 
you know, we, we led off with a donation of $2 million from the AWS Foundation. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were one of our leading donors for this. And, you know, we were very lucky for their support. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's all about the campus responding to what's solid with our community. We're a, we're a great arts community, and we're going to continue to be an arts leader. We, we, we will be a regional destination for the arts. And hopefully, in my lifetime, I want to see this be a national arts destination because of what we've created here. God, I love your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to, like, know more, because I had, like, you've enlightened me on so much about the arts campus right now. Mm -hmm. Like, here I am thinking that we're, like, small potatoes and no. stuff like that. Like, this is clear. I clearly have the wrong idea. No, we're... Uh, we're, we're, we're big well, and I don't know if you know this but the, the theater that I work for um, was designed by a world famous archetype by the name of Louis Kahn hmm. people travel from around the world to see this oh, theater oh wow yeah, people don't realize that this. They, they no. look at it and go it's ugly it looks like a giant pumpkin face because that's what people say it looks like and partially because it it was designed as a nine-building campus. You weren't supposed to see the front facade mm -hmm. of that. You were supposed to see it from the inside of a, of a courtyard. Mm. Um, so when they, when they designed this, you know, the, the, the arts leaders at the time were, were trying to match... Um, uh, oh, goodness, I'm going to forget all this now. <laughs> They're trying to, to, to rival what was happening in New York with, with the building of, of their arts facilities. And oh, wow. it was really ambitious of them. And, you know, really ambitious to hire this architect that was not quite famous yet while he was working on our thing he he had five masterpieces that came out while he was working on our project oh, wow. um he uh it was ambitious of them to, to do this and they raised a lot of money but they couldn't afford the full campus hmm. like one building was all they could afford oh. unfortunately but <laughs> but this this man was so world famous that um we are now being watched by the uh, the eyes of the architecture world are on us right now huh. and what we do to this building is going to be known around the world because of who designed this yeah um and we pressure right exactly <laughs> we have to be really careful and actually if you look at the um the building across the street uh which is our our, our center for arts and culture was originally nipsco the architect that designed that mm -hmm. said that to build a building next across the street from the louis Kahn facility was was, was very stressful and he had to um, he had to design something that would sit with that and, and, yeah. and look like look good against it. And I think he did a nice job. Same yeah, thing, so same thing for the art museum. Mm -hmm. The guy that designed that, they had to make sure that or they had to make sure that it that it would go well and sit well with this was world famous piece of architecture. I always thought that so. those like three buildings that you're referencing right now have always been complementary to one another. I think yeah. they do work well. Yeah, and again, the, the those two architects had to they they, they say it was very stressful. <laughs> it was really stressful to design that up against that building. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess they probably put some time into looking at the architects who would actually be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. So probably like their designs. Probably right. shouldn't have felt so stressed out. Right, exactly. So, but yeah, that's, that's you know, we, we're, we're proud of the campus. We're proud of what we are and who we, and, and what we have. And um, I, I think that... It's just going to grow. It's just going to grow. Exactly. Explode. And I think that, that's, that's thank goodness, to, thank goodness to, to Sweetwater and Chuck and what they're doing because it really is feeding what yeah. we're trying to do yeah i can see that you can see that yeah i think more than he realizes too he seems to be kind of like a humble dude <laughs> i mean from everything, everything i hear about him is like oh he's he's like very giving and yes. he's like stuff like that yes. and i'm like all right he, he and <laughs> his know. wife are, are just very kind and generous people mm -hmm. he is sweetwater is going to be very very a part of our community for a very long time yeah i believe that and and they are going to be a driving force i mean obviously with the clyde theater what what they brought there <laughs> yeah 
you know that was that was the the brainchild and the baby of, of Rick Kenny and that was he he had talked about that for years he was talking about that when he was the technical director for the embassy <laughs> but wanting to build this thing and he worked really hard to do it he just couldn't get the financial backing and, and mm. Chuck finally said well I'll I'll, I'll take this mm -hmm. you know well it'll be ours you can still have it and run it but it'll be a Sweetwater project and that's pretty much what he's done he's created this venue that is that is bringing in people that's bringing in people it, from yeah. around the nation well currently I, th I would say region um, we're gonna event they're, they're going to continue to grow they're gonna become an I'm really excited stop. about seeing what kind of performance artists and, and musicians that they're gonna continue to bring mm -hmm. to Fort Wayne because you know you know, you're in my house right now. You know how far it is from yeah. me. I could walk there. It'd be yeah. fine. It's nothing. And yeah. The, and I, it's exciting. And, and they've really done a nice job with the diversity of what they bring in. And I, I've yeah. been really excited to see stuff out there. Yeah, me too. So Me yeah. too. There's also that Concept 7 Lounge. Have you been there? Concept, mm -hmm. 7, Concept 7 Art Gallery? No, I've not. Ooh. Is that, like, next door to it? It's right. Um, do you know where the, Can you visualize the Burger King? Mm-hmm. So it's on the other side of the, it's like in the building right beside it. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, black owned and black artist owned. And it's okay. like, it's a venue. They do a lot of things like performance arts. That's where, that's where like the poetry reading that gotcha. is going to be. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of dances like African beats kind of right. like dances and stuff like that. And, right. you know, arts and wine kind of canvas types of things. It, it's just right. like his artwork is so impressive. And I'm like, it kind of sparked a conversation about, it's nothing I'd ever seen in Fort Wayne. It's like right. hyper-realistic type of art, paintings. And I was like, why don't you get involved with the downtown community? I'm like, well, we have the black community. We support each other. Right. And I'm like, that's really wonderful. But like, I feel like you're being selfish with your gifts. <laughs> you know? I feel like you're being selfish yeah. with your talents. Yeah. You know, more, more people need to see this. I, I feel like, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But you know, everyone, they're gonna do what they're gonna do, so. You know, if someone has the it. answer how to bridge that, I think everyone wants to know. Yeah. You know, we ask that in, in some of our meetings of how do you, how do we, we, our mission is to service all these different cultures and communities. How do we, how, how do we get them to come? Right. You know, the doors are open. We, 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 you know, we can't say more, please come, please come, yeah. please come. And we're struggling this to get them you know these the different events and different cultures and different groups to come like mm -hmm. how else and, and that's the question that we keep asking you know right. if i feel we feel like maybe we're wrong but we feel like we keep saying everything is here come play you know right. come come join us and we don't know how how to how to drive that you know we we've had the the burmese group in many times i love that ensemble performing ensemble but we have a hard time getting them to come like yeah you know we have to really work to say will you please will you please will you please mm -hmm. um and I don't know if it's, and I think the question always been, do they, do people feel welcome? Do people feel right. like they're, the, like they're wanted there? Do they feel like they have a place? Like we, we, we don't know what's missing. Mm -hmm. And I've asked some friends before, I've said, you know, help me. Mm -hmm. uh, you have community um, connections that I don't mm -hmm. because, you know, I live a very sheltered life sometimes. So and you're very busy. Help me. <laughs> you're and what? And you're very, very busy. And I'm very busy. Like, help me connect to parts of the community that I don't know. That I don't know. Mm -hmm. Get me into these people. Talk to you know. Help these people get in connection with me so that we can bring them in and, mm -hmm. and they can join and they can celebrate with us and they could be a part of that. And I, but it's it's, it's, a, it's a struggle. It's a liaison yeah. type of position. It needs to be a diversity liaison position where mm -hmm. people. That's just what they do. Yes, I yeah. could do that. You could do that. <laughs> I, 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 like that'd be like my dream. That'd like, be a fun position. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs>
Well, we are approaching the end of the show. Okay. Uh, are there any plugs or anybody you want to say hi to? Um, I don't know. I felt like I plugged a lot. You did plug a lot. <laughs> I felt like I plugged quite a bit. You know, we, you want to say hi to your mom or dad or something? I don't know. Um, no, I will. I, I doubt they'll listen to this. <laughs> you screw know. you, mom and dad. Well, <laughs> screw you both. Um, you know, they they don't tend to listen. You know, and that's fine. You know, the the you know. The human library piece, you know, my I mean, my father has no, has nothing to know, nothing to do with, and we don't talk about that with him. So no, that We're, sucks. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's their loss, it's and their I don't loss. understand why people have never ever wanted to open up their own mm. mind to other people's experiences. It's just boggling to me. I, you know, that's a conversation for a different day because I've chosen just to leave him out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know them better. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Once again, hey. thank you yeah. for tuning in to today's episode. Please subscribe on iTunes or any other podcast broadcast platforms you subscribe to. If you have anything or any topics that you feel a Fort 806 should touch on, or if you are brave enough to be a guest on the show, I'd love to listen to what you've got to say. Uh, you can message me on Facebook page or on Instagram page, or on, you can also email me at thefort806 at gmail.com. As always, friends and family, we'll see you out in the fort. Thanks, Luke. Thank you so much.